Welcome to New Teacher Talk. Are you a new teacher in an urban, suburban, or rural school? We're here to support you. This podcast channel is purposely designed to help those who are new to teaching. We talk about the most common challenges that educators experience, and you will find a community of support through this channel and our associated webpage, newteachersguide.org. We're the hosts for New Teacher Talk. I am Dr. Anna, former primary teacher who supports national board candidate. My focus is on nurturing teacher growth to ignite student learning. And I'm Dr. Beth, former high school band director and current teacher educator who is passionate about supporting new teachers. If you're listening to this podcast, either you are or will be a new teacher in the near future, or for others, you might be a new teacher mentor or induction coordinator. It's no secret that becoming a teacher and being successful is a challenge. One of those major challenges is work-life balance. Today, we have two seasoned educators as our guests to talk about that very topic, Daria Pizzuto and Raven Talley. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Daria, and why the topic of work-life balance is so important to you. My name is uh, Daria Pizzuto, and I am a teacher of Spanish in Ridge High School. Bernard's Township Schools. We're located in Baskin Ridge, New Jersey. I've been teaching for over 15 years. For the past nine years, I've been teaching in their middle school. But this upcoming school year, I will be transitioning into high school, specifically teaching level three Spanish and their culture and society classes. And this topic is important to me because I have two small children my daughter is three and a half and my, mo- and my son is 17 months old. I am also a committed educator as well as an active participant in the field of education and being well, whether it's physically, mentally, or spiritually, makes me a better mom and a better professional and just overall a better human being. Thank you, Daria. Raven, would you like to share some information about yourself and why work-life balance is so important to you? Absolutely, Anna. Thank you so much. I'm Raven Talley, 11 years as a teacher in Chicago Public School, so I served a good bit of time, and then three years currently as a school administrator with Chicago Public Schools at the elementary school level. Um, I have three children as each age range, 5, 10, and 15. And I believe work-life balance is super important because you can only be successful outwardly depending upon how you feel inwardly. So taking care of self is super important because it helps you to have a clear focus about what's really important in life, the people you care about, and then it really richly contributes to the quality of work that you can give others. So that's why work-life balance is important to me. Raven, with your family and your professional career, how do you structure your day and week to find work-life balance, including self-care? For us, I am a very calendar-driven person, but I've learned over the years to be flexible if things don't go as planned. For example, even within our household, we have a weekly family meeting after Sunday dinner. And at the meeting, we talk about all of the activities we have planned for the week, but each person also has to include something they would like to do for themselves, even our five-year-old. 
And so for me, making sure that we have a good variety of things that we A, have to do, so they're must-dos, and then also that you have some B, may-dos, but it has to really like be a mix because if you do quite a bit of things that are things you have to do, but you do nothing for yourself, then you put yourself at a predicament where you may feel upset or spiteful that you didn't take time for yourself. So even for me with my calendar, I think about what are some things I'd like to do for myself this week? Do I want to take a, a couple of walks after work? Would I like to visit my favorite store and have a coffee? Just things that I like to do, um, read my favorite magazine. And so you don't have to do elaborate things unless you want to, but making sure you prioritize yourself really helps you be better for other people and other things too. I took three C's away from what you said, communication having your calendar and committing to yourself to do something for you. Dario, how do you structure your day and week to find work-life balance, including self-care? Before answering that question, I invite you and our listeners to think about what self-care means to them first, and then structuring your day that self-care, those activities are incorporated into your day. For example, for me, self-care does not constitute pampering or spas or hot baths. I honestly do not find them that enjoyable. However, a good uninterrupted hour of pleasure reading, fiction or nonfiction, that's what self-care is for me. I'm a very early riser. I don't want to scare our listeners, but 4am, it's me. It's important to note that I also go to bed early. <laughs> As a mom, it's critical for me to eat, to be up before my children are up they're up at 6am and have that an hour and a half to uninterrupted hours for activities that I enjoy. And it's also important to clarify that those activities may not be related to teaching at all. So my day starts with an hour and a half, two hours of me time. Perhaps it's writing, perhaps it's reading, perhaps it's organizing my calendar, perhaps it's meditating. So the rule is I can do anything I want during those two hours. Mind you, those hours may not be wasted on social media or Netflix or Hulu. I then get ready and pack my lunch, pack some healthy snacks and water. My husband is up at six. He gets the kids ready, dressed and fed. And by 6.30, we are on our way to daycare, which happens to be on our way to school where I teach. So at this moment, I am at work. So at work, I prioritize so that my day is structured, yet it has some wiggle room for unexpected situations, such as a colleague needs help. The district sends an email that has to be addressed today, which does not happen often, thankfully, but it happens. I also make sure that I take regular break, usually after every class I teach, and I nourish myself with snacks such as nuts. I love dried apricots. I love hummus. I drink uh, water. I actually remind myself to drink water. And the last thing I would like to share with you is that on most days, and perhaps working moms could relate to that, I have 30 minutes before I have to pick up the kids and after I leave work, there's that, that wiggle room. So on most days, I don't go straight to daycare and pick up my kids. I park my car on some street. Sometimes it's the same street over and over. Sometimes it's a different street. And I take out my book and read for those 30 minutes, or I write for a little bit. I answer a few reflection questions 
things to kind of help me close the day, if you will. I write down any good ideas that popped into my head during the day, or I could just sit there and take a few deep breaths before picking up my children from daycare. I appreciate that you both plan for the unexpected because there's always the unexpected that comes up in our lives and you almost have to schedule a little time to manage that. So Raven, what is the best advice you would give to new teachers about finding and establishing that work-life balance as they begin their careers? Well, what I would say for new teachers as they start their journey, that first year is such an adventure. So making sure that you have the opportunity to learn as much as you can within your profession is important, but also understanding that your learning, your growth, your development in your career happens over time. That's a huge thing. And so this idea of in the first year, I got to get it right. I got to do, I got to kind of overexert yourself. And so finding supportive people within your building, within your district, who can act as your coaches to help you along the way, along your trajectory, those first years, it's just a win-win. And then making sure that you honor your time. And when you honor your time, you make sure that you allow for self-care. You allow time to do things that you want to do, you may need to do. Sometimes it's not a bad thing. It's actually not a bad thing. And so making sure that you don't forsake yourself and turn away from the things that make you who you are is important. So if you've been an avid runner, when you start a new job, you don't have to stop. You just have to restructure maybe the way your schedule goes and when you run. If you are a writer, continue writing. You know, So you just have to make sure that you're not exchanging one for another. Find out how you can marry the two so that you can feel fulfilled in a personal way as well as a professional way. It seems like you often schedule time for others, but we need to schedule time for ourselves within that calendar or in that daily time frame that you might have. Daria, would you share your best advice? My best advice is a little bit specific and it is related to how much technology we as both new teachers and as seasoned teachers may be expected to use to drive student engagement in our classroom. So my advice to new teachers is that technology-wise, often less is more. I suggest that you find what works for you and stick with it, especially in life seasons of overwhelm, such as the beginning of school and the end of the school year. For example, during the pandemic, my district was tremendously generous in terms of the amount of technology platforms that they made available to teachers. However, in spite of the fact that it was a very positive thing, having to learn them all and then implement them all was tremendously overwhelming. So my advice to you is choose two of your favorites. Let's throw out some names. If you like Book Creator, great. Uh, perhaps use it every week. If you like Kahoot, also great. Maybe stick to those two unless you have the time and the mental space in your head to learn another platform that you can implement in your classes. In other words, all these technology opportunities for student engagement can seem very overwhelming. 
Daria, why don't we continue with a question that will ask you to think back about when you began as a new teacher or maybe your work with beginning teachers who were struggling with work-life balance? I would share a personal story. And during my first year of teaching, I did not make effective use of my prep time. It was quite possible I did not quite understand what prep time is. So let's think about it. Prep time, during that time, teachers are prepping lessons generally, but also remember, you are also prepping yourself, perhaps for your next class, perhaps for the initiative that you volunteered with the district. So I invite new teachers to think about how to use their prep time as effectively as possible. So let's brainstorm some ideas. We prep lessons, we have a snack, uh, perhaps have some water, perhaps take a walk. If it's the weather is not so great outside, make a lap around your school building. I've done it and it really freshened up my, my mindset for the day. I also recommend earbuds or headphones while you work during your prep time, especially if you're like me, that you share a room with another teacher. It happens all the time. Not all teachers have their own designated classrooms. So earbuds and headphones will help you block out the noise and keep you focused on the things that you have to get done during your prep time. Or perhaps you could play some music, something uplifting or something soothing. For me, it depends on my mood to kind of propel my day forward. So these are some practical strategies I would like to share uh, with our new teachers. What about you, Raven? What is your story, either from your own personal journey as a new teacher or from helping other beginning teachers as an administrator or as a mentee-mentor relationship? As a first-year teacher many years ago, really just the idea of balance was the first thing that was quite this work-life balance was quite um, daunting because I had a one-year-old and just trying to make everything balance out or even be in harmony was always work. So you're always working to make sure that everyone has the things that they need to be successful, but you're also looking at self to make sure that you are satisfied and that you are happy. And so with that came along the classroom management piece. As a new teacher um, working in an urban school district in a large city, just making sure that I had clear expectations in place with students and families was something that I learned pretty quickly I needed to do. And then meeting students where they are was also another area that I did a lot of work in that first year and probably the second year as well. Um, meeting the students where they are within their social emotional selves, their academic selves, and providing them with the support, specific supports that they needed in those areas to be successful. And then to kind of culminate everything, the reflection piece of it all. I'm a person who reflects every single day about what happened. Was it good? Could it have been better? And then I just level it because it is what it is. The reflection piece was something I learned very early on as a teacher within that first couple of years, and it has served me well today. Both of your reflective stories really reveal strategies about how you both tackled that work-life balance in you know the early part of your careers while juggling family also and other responsibilities outside the schools. I agree. 
And it's always a challenge to find enough time in the day to get everything done, especially at the start of the year. How can a new teacher establish a schedule, find time for themselves, and do the job well? Daria, would you mind weighing in on this? So new teachers, at the beginning of the year, you will receive your class schedule. You will know what periods you teach, what periods you have prep, what periods you have lunch. So take a good look at that schedule and notice any pockets of time that you have. When is your prep time? When is your lunch? Do you have a homeroom? Do you not have a homeroom? Do you have a pocket of time at dismissal? For example, in my case, there is a 20-minute pocket after the students leave and before teachers are able to leave the school contractually. And I suggest that you use those pockets of time to do tasks that come in, usually by priority. Think about what your district needs you to do. Examples could be sign these IEPs, complete this training, look at the due dates on those tasks. Usually the district should give you a few days to, if not a week, to read the IEPs, to sign them, to complete the training. Think about what your department needs you to do. For example, my department is a world language department. They have certain expectations as well. They also have some deadlines. And lastly, think about what you as a teacher need to do. Engage with your students, prepare meaningful lessons. Lessons, give feedback on the assignments, etc. And another thing I would like to talk about is new initiatives. As teachers, of course, we want to show to our district, to our community, to our students that we care. We are available for them. But be very careful saying yes to every volunteer opportunity or committee service in your district. I assure you there will be many opportunities for you to contribute to your school to your district and to the field or to the profession. But I encourage you to set a limit and perhaps serve only on one committee per year. You will learn a lot from that committee. You will get to work with lovely colleagues of yours, I'm sure. You will have to invest a little bit of time, but it will be meaningful engagement. If you serve on multiple committees, then you will stretch yourself thin. So in your service to the district, the community, and the profession, I encourage you to go for depth versus breadth. Both Raven and Daria, it seems that you encourage that new teacher to utilize the time during the school day well so that perhaps you're not having to bring a huge bag home every night in order for you to do work at home, that you get your work done at work. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I think that working smarter and not harder is super important because you're able to really maximize your time and you want to make sure that you are able to really get the most out of your in-building time. And so if you are doing the work in-house and strategizing, then it leaves time for you to really see what is left to be done. Um, And then you can prioritize, do I need to add a planning day in or looking at at your district calendar, are there already built-in days that I can meet with other staff members, that I can do several unit plans, making sure that you have a clear picture of the work you need to do, because that's important. And for me, I work in buckets. Is this work for my specific school setting, my classes? Is this work for the district? So knowing those things helps you to kind of sort what you need to get done. And then you can say to yourself, like, 
about how much time do I think this will take? And you can really prioritize time within your school day to get that done so that home can be home. And knowing too, and new teachers will get it over time, but knowing that there are ebbs and flows. So there may be some times at the beginning, the middle and the end where you may have to bring some work home to get full completion, but also knowing that it shouldn't be throughout the whole school year. You have your rush periods, that's typical in any industry, but the goal is to make sure you get to that ebb. One of the reasons why we invited both Daria and Raven to be on today's podcast is because both of them have contributed to our book called The New Teacher's Guide to Overcoming Challenges. And we would like them to talk about how their piece can be used by new teachers and the resource that's associated with their articles that they wrote. They're pithy but purposeful articles that anybody who uses the book, they can get the just-in-time immediate downloadable resource that you can personalize for your classroom, whether you're in elementary or middle level or high school. Raven, why don't you talk about your piece and talk about that resource that you created that folks can and go right to and download for use. Piece that I wrote specific to work-life balance is really getting to the heart of organization and making sure that you have time to do the things that you need to do. And so with the use of a calendar or an organizational grid, you really allow yourself the time to see what is it that I need to do? And by the way, within the tool, who can I empower to assist me? Um, That is also important too, because you want to make sure that you have educational partners. These are people who can help you within the school or outside of the school. Looking at the work-life balance, who is my village outside of the school that will help me A, with childcare, with B, being a backup if I need to do certain tasks. Can these people help me with these tasks? And then who is your village or your cohort of support within the school as a new teacher? These individuals can be utilized to help you have a full experience within your profession and within your life. So making sure that you organize is very important. And the tools that I provide within the resource helps you to organize both your work and your life. Your downloadable resource sounds extremely practical. All they have to do is just click the PDF and it's theirs. What about you, Daria? Why don't you talk about the work-life balance article that you wrote and what resource you created for download? I've always been a writer. I journal on a daily basis. So my resource is a weekly reflection tool, which are several questions that a teacher could ask themselves uh, either at the end of each day or maybe down the line as a weekly resource. And the very simple questions such as, how did this week go for me? What did I learn? How did I grow? Where did I struggle? What can I do about it? I find it empowering to have that personal space for myself where I can sit and honestly reflect with myself professionally as well as personally. As teachers, we often perform on a sort of a stage and no matter what is happening in our lives at the moment, we are expected to put our best foot forward, put on a smile, and it could be emotionally exhausting. So this tool gives us the space to feel what we feel, to take those 
few minutes for quiet reflection so that we can gain clarity, so that we can gain perspective and perhaps put together a plan for the upcoming week. We are going to play a quick word association game with our guests today. So, and Beth, you can join in too. This will be fun. So finding work-life balance. Are you a walker or you a runner? A walker. Walker. Runner. Is it meditation? Or prayer that centers you? Prayer. Meditation. Both. Both. Do you get up early? We know about you already, Daria. Or do you stay up late? Early bird. Early bird. Are you a reader or do you watch television? A reader. I'm a reader. Both. Do you work out alone or do you work out with a group of friends, a family? Alone. 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 Do you make time to eat healthily or do you skip meals? I'm pretty healthy. I eat healthily eat healthy. Thank you. That was fun. We learned a little bit more about each of you. Lightning round questions. Here we go. If you could only give one bit of advice, Daria, about work-life balance, what would you say to a new teacher? You will handle it. Great. And Raven, take us home here. What one bit of advice about work-life balance would you say to a new teacher? Remember yourself. Both great pieces of advice. If our listeners would like to contact you for more information, how could they do so, Raven? They can look me up. I am on social media, Facebook, and you can just look me up by name, Raven Patterson Tally, or you can send me an email at raven.tally at yahoo.com. Thank you. Daria, how could our listeners contact you? They can email me, Daria Pizzuto at gmail.com. And I also have a website, dariapizzuto.com. They could contact me through that as well. Be happy to hear from them. Thank you, Raven and Daria for spending time with us today. You've given a lot of great advice. You've really opened up discussion about specific strategies for new teachers to find work-life balance. And for our audience, we appreciate your listening to today's podcast, and we hope you'll become a regular follower. Feel free to share feedback with us about this podcast or topics you want to hear about. You can do that by going to newteachersguide.org or follow us on Twitter or DM us at newteachertalk1. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you.